Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three. ESPN Radio. Welcome back. Nuanas Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. If you missed anything in the first hour, around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, a Where Are They Now summer series, Krista Redpath, our co-host, and three guests, Blythe Thomas Hintz, Brooke Thomas, and Jasmine Hamas Moyakiola, the former two, the ants of the latter, and uh, three great Montana State Bobcats. Very fun having them on. You can find that whole interview on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, the Advocates, the Montana State Bookstore, and the M Store. We didn't get a chance to really uh, recap that, so we're going to kind of flip the order of the second hour here. Chris Redpath, who's in the studio with us, we'll talk for a few more minutes about uh, these gals that joined us. And then, uh, Andrew, we will uh, we'll go into the Ryan Nelson interview. Uh, Ryan is Ryan is the uh, head coach at Missoula Hellgate, entering his first year there. So, uh, just for consistency's sake, and then we'll talk some NFL Top 100 to take you home uh, into your Thursday night. Thanks to the Complete Fly Fisher, this week's sponsor for Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, the Where Are They Now Summer Series. And also, how about this? We do this every Thursday. We didn't get a chance to get it in there either. But how about a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warden's Market? Call us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029, caller number three. We got a six-pack of beer and a sandwich to Warden's Market. Whatever sandwich you may like, whatever six-pack you may want, 406-888-1029. Caller number three, we got a six-pack and a sandwich courtesy of Warden's Market, Missoula's uh, oldest grocery store. And, Krista, I know that uh, you wanted to not only sort of talk about the uh, just the continuity of that family that we just talked to, but also uh, some thank yous to be had for the uh, the help that we get for this because uh, there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes. Krista is amazing at how much work she does uh, to prepare for these things. So, uh, I mean, just tell people kind of all the stuff that goes into making these interviews happen. Well, 
it, you, I kind of live that life of them for the week. So whoever totally. I'm actually interviewing, I try to put myself in their timeline and I try to learn everything about their careers. And, and we use what, 10 to 20% of that on the air, right. but you spend a lot of time. And I have to give a big shout out to Tom Schultz, SID over at Montana state, 35 years. He's been there. Um, he takes my calls, my texts, my emails, um, and helps me provided some great action shots of Blythe and Brooke, which is going back into the archives. Jasmine's much more sure. available just due to the years she played. Um, but, you know, also his counterpart, Bill Lamberty, and the support we get from Leon Costello on up to Dr. Wadad Crisado set such a good example for Montana State. Um, Trisha Binford's been a huge partner and friend to the show. And it's been, it's just been great to have that relationship. And it's, it starts with the leadership that they have at Montana State. I've always really enjoyed to just interacting with the Hamas family. I had not known much about uh, Brooke and Blythe when Jasmine first signed, but then uh, I've had so many different social media interactions with her aunts because they follow. They just they love are, Jasmine. They, I mean, every time we'd write a story yes. about Jasmine, I mean, we get Facebook comments and messages. Thanks so much for writing about our family. They believe in it and they follow it. And they're just such a good family. You could just tell. I mean, as, as we were talking about off the air, those the, the folks. It's funny because I was telling Krista, Lyndon Washington, which has a, a a huge Dutch influence there, is very similar to Churchill, Montana. And so the fact that there's sort of these two little communities, you could tell that family is everything at the in these places. And you could just tell talking to those gals, like they just they just love. It. I mean, if you didn't know that it was aunts and a niece, you'd think they were sisters, right? I know they're all beautiful girls, but I felt so invigorated after talking with them because it was like, we gave them an opportunity to tell some of their story. And that's what our listeners and viewers want to hear is that forum and that ability to be able to tell their story. And I know that a lot of listeners and viewers across the state really appreciate hearing what they're up to now. Next week on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, say where are they now summer series, we'll have a former Big Sky MVP Ann Lake Roush will join us here on uh, Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. So very much looking forward to Ann. It's actually so funny. Uh, Ann, she has no idea. I'm going to tell her this next week on the radio. She sat right in front of my parents at Grizz Games when I was a kid, but I had no idea that that's who she was. I just thought she was just Ann that sat in front of us. I didn't know that she was like this great Lady Grizz basketball player. And then it's been fun to, you know, the one other of the part best. That, one uh, of the best to play. For sure. The other part that's just so fun about, uh, you know, life and the progress of life is then a lot of times these great athletes and you're sort of uh, approaching this, uh, this period as well. You have kids that then all of a sudden become great athletes. Like when I first got to know Blaine McElberry, it took me having lunch with Blaine two times before I knew that that was, Oh, that's Blaine McElberry. They played for the Grizz. That was all American. That was a NFL guy. I just thought of him as Ashley and Aubrey and, and Emily McElberry's dad, you know? So and Christy was quite a track star as well. For so sure. Blaine's for wife, sure. So. And it's just fun to see, like I, I think of Ann now as, as you know, her son's T- <laughs> TJ's mom, you know, not right. not actually Ann Lake, the Big Sky MVP. So fun when uh, when life comes full circle. New is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. We're talking all sorts of hoops. I know some of you out there screaming, "It's football season! Give me some football!" We've got a ton of football coming at you here in hour number two. Crystal though has a, a uh, front row seat to see sort of this uh, this new regime at uh, Missoula Hellgate. Ryan Nelson. First-year head coach for the Knights, and uh, I know that you 
have been down there and hanging out with Hellgate. So just give people uh, an update on Hellgate. Oh, he's doing just such a great job building this program. He's a good coach. So much energy yeah. and positiveness that's surrounding Hellgate. And again, I'm a little partial because I have an incoming freshman. Sure. Um, and I am the football mom that's helping out um, on the side, doing some of the admin things that moms and parents do. But really impressed with his philosophy and the meetings that he's had, even with his with his players and the parents. Um, just really upbeat and. And looking to build something that I think is going to add to the level of football here in Missoula. I think we've seen Sentinel dominate. And I think you're going to start seeing, I know this, the MYF kids yeah. that won the championship last year and the year before that are all Hellgate kids. Nice. So I'm just I'm just saying, Coulter, the That's tide great. might be turning here in the city of Missoula. Well, we will see. But we caught up with this guy earlier this week. This is our Prep Extra. It's presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. We are happy to reintroduce one of our favorite segments around here at Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, our Garden City Spotlight, where we highlight the football programs here in the city of Missoula. We'll do this throughout the fall each Friday, but we're going to have them spaced out this week because it's still the preseason. So during the football season, Friday at 5, you can always hear from Missoula Hellgate coach Ryan Nelson, who joins us here on Nuanas Now today. You can also hear from Missoula Sentinels, Dane Oliver, Missoula Big Skies, Matt Johnson, and Missoula Loyola's Todd Hughes as well. So we're excited to continue to bring you the best of the best in high school football coverage around the Garden City as part of our Garden City Spotlight. Coach Nelson, though, a guy who's joined us on this show a couple times, but in a previous role when he was at Frenchtown High School, now headed up the Knights program. So, Coach, thanks for taking some time with us today. Congratulations on the new job. How are you doing? Hey, doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, first and foremost, we don't have to talk about the details of it all, but just tell us about this new gig. You're going from Class A where you had a lot of success at Frenchtown to now uh, into coaching Hellgate. So for you, what's been the transition like, both logistically and just getting kind of prepared to, to play at a different level of football in Montana? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, if you if you take a look at kind of when the transition happened, uh, you know, when I did get the nod here at Hellgate to, to take over as the head coach with Coach Morris leaving uh, for an admin position in Helena, uh, you know, it was kind of right at the end of the school year, uh, you know, so it was a, a busy time, of course, wrapping things up um, out in Frenchtown for me and then, you know, trying to get things started for uh, some of the stuff that we typically like to try and, and take care of in the summer from the football side of things. And, um, you know, we, we ultimately decided to really just focus on ourselves uh, at, at Hellgate here for the, the summer workouts and camps and things like that. So we were able to have a couple of different camps over the summer and um, kids were great about attending those and, and, and starting to uh, get to know me and, and, you know, my philosophy and the, the culture that, you know, I kind of want to bring to, to Hellgate. And, um, you know, it's been amazing the, the buy-in that we've seen from the kids uh, you know, and they, they worked extremely hard all summer long, you know, so they made that transition part uh, very easy on me, uh, you know, and so now we're just uh, continuing into into fall camp and, and getting the ball rolling. Do you notice any – I mean, I know you haven't coached a double-A game yet. So, I mean, just compare and contrast. Obviously, numbers would be assumed to be bigger at double-A, but I know that's been an issue for Hellgate is getting guys out. So, I mean, is there any specific differences you notice between A and double-A yet? You know, yeah, I would say, you know, typically, uh, you know, you 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 should see, you know, just bigger numbers when it comes to your total roster, uh, you know, at that double-A. Um, something we're certainly continuing to, to work on is getting more kids 
kids out and excited about, you know, playing football here at Hellgate. Um, you know, I've got a great staff that helps with that side of things. You know, I'm very fortunate with that group that I kind of inherited, and then I was able to bring um, a couple of, of coaches with me from Frenchtown as well, so very fortunate to have the group of, of coaches that I have. Um, you know, so realistically this year it's going to be pretty similar to probably what I'm, I've been used to the last few years as far as, you know, dealing with the numbers that we've got and, um, you know, some of those aspects of it. Um, but, you know, but it, 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 there is some truth in saying that, uh, you know, with with quantity comes quality. So we're trying to get those, you know, just as many kids out as we can have, you know, playing and trying to create those competitive situations in practice and, um, you know, create competition and positions and things of that sort. And we're able to do that for the most part. Uh, you know, of course, you, there always seems to be that one position where you could always use a little bit more depth. And so, you know, for us, we're, we're trying to, to figure out um, how to establish some of that depth, you know, up front in our O-line, D-line positions. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, when it all comes down to it, it's football. You know, you're, you're still teaching the same fundamentals and, and uh, you know, you're still blocking and tackling, you know, so it's, uh, we're trying not to, to uh, think of it really in any other way than that. Ryan Nelson joining us here on Nuanas Now, the new head football coach for the Missoula Hellgate Knights. The football season right around the corner. They're grinding through fall camp here in Missoula and all across the state. This is part of our Garden City Spotlight, a spread out Garden City Spotlight this first week here uh, so we can get some Missoula football coverage a couple different days this week. But Coach, at Frenchtown, the tradition was uh, already well established. Frenchtown, one of the great small school football programs, whether they're playing at Class B or Class A, uh, that this state has. I mean, during the Class B days under Tim Roscoe, uh, I mean, it was like death taxes in Frenchtown High School in the in the semifinals, at least, of the Class B playoffs. So a ton of winning tradition there. Hellgate is a phenomenal high school with so much great tradition in so many different sports, but it's been lacking football success for quite some time. So what do you think of this challenge, and how do you go about sort of reinvigorating that and sort of building the foundation or even capitalizing on uh, the foundation that was built with, from Mick Morris? Because we thought he did a good job around here uh, the last several years at Hellgate of at least putting some sort of baseline down. But how do you sort of go about reviving or recapturing or, or creating your own sort of uh, tradition and, and prominence amongst your football program? Yeah, I think that's, you know, one of the challenges is, is changing the perception of, of Hellgate football, and that's a discussion that we've had as a team. Uh, you know, of course, winning takes care of a lot of that. And, you know, if you if you look back at last season, you know, with uh, with Coach Morris at the at the head position, you know, I mean, they, they won a couple of games, and, and, you know, they lost three games by a touchdown or less, you know, so they were right there battling in, in a few more games, and so it's, 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 you know, it's there, um, you know, the kids know how to compete. And I think it's just kind of, you know, having that one season where you kind of turn the corner, you know, and, and have a little more success than you're, you're typically, they've been typically used to having, uh, you know, and then it's really easy to build upon that, you know, when, when the bar is set, um, you know, then it's kind of up to these, these younger and underclassmen, these younger guys to, uh, to kind of rise to the occasion and, and continue with, you know, what, what was able to be done the year before. And so for us, we, we truly feel like that, that this year could be that year for us, for sure. I mean, I think the, the, the varsity group that we're going to put on the field, um, it's a, a really phenomenal group. Um, and I think there's a lot of potential to have some success. And, and I think even surprise, you know, some, some teams in double A, 
Um, so that's the goal. You know, it's uh, it, this is kind of, you know, uh, our motto for the year is burn the ships. You know, there's there's no turning back. It's uh, we're just going to, you know, focus on us and, and, and what what we do and make sure that we're doing things right. And I've told the boys, you know, when we do that, I think the, the success will take care of itself. Well, last year, Hellgate was in a lot of games, lost several close ones, and it was probably the difference between a couple wins and maybe a handful of wins. Uh, so maybe the gap a little bit uh, smaller than maybe people perceive around the state. But just give us a scout on, on this year's team. Ryan Nelson joining us here on Nuana's Now uh, Garden City Spotlight. Uh, just give us a, a brief scout on what you got going on there at Hellgate and, and what some of the goals are here these next couple weeks during fall camp. How fortunate, you know, for – or uh, for me to and a couple of coaches to step in here at Hellgate, you know, and I mean, it's, you got Connor Dick at quarterback and, um, you know, he's, he's the real deal and he, he proves it every single day. Um, you know, we're excited about him given the fact that he's kind of a dual threat guy, you know, we're going to use his feet um, and he's not afraid to spin it either, you know, and, and uh, you know, the, the, we've got a really good group of offensive linemen that are back, you know, and, and Ben Parks and Alex Shields and Carter Polinchek and, Otto Seagrave and, and Nick Lowry, you know, and so uh, there's no doubt in our minds that, that we think uh, we're going to be able to run the football behind those guys and that, and then that they're going to do a hell of a job, you know, protecting Connor back there too. Um, you know, and then receivers like Leo Filardi and, and uh, you know, Mario Rosemond, I mean, we think they're going to have some big years for us and, um, you know, and then a lot of those guys are going to have roles on the defensive side as well, you know, and so uh, that, you know, I think, uh, with with a lot of these kids that we we have back this year, um, you know, it's we're going to focus on being just a fundamentally and you know sound and, and physical football team and and uh, go win the line of scrimmage and um, you know let our athletes do what they're best at and and uh, you know that's how we plan on taking care of business. Well, very good. We're excited to have you uh, in Missoula in the AA ranks and uh, coaching high school football here in the Garden City. Ryan Nelson, the head coach for the Hellgate Knights, here on Nuanas Now and Coach. We'll be sure to check in with you each week throughout the season, but best of luck with fall camp these next couple weeks, and thanks for making some time with us today. Absolutely. Thank you, Coulter. And, uh, you know, we're certainly excited to put a football team on the field that the Hellgate community is, you know, not used to seeing and and hope that we get a lot of support out there on on Friday nights. And and, uh, go Knights. There you go, Ryan Nelson. Here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. How about some NFL Top 100 reactions and conversations next? Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is 
that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. No idea what Hozier was going through (laughs) when he wrote that album. And I would never wish demons upon anybody, but sometimes demons uh, lead to some of our most creative moments as humans, for better or worse. And uh, for whatever reason, he, Hozier has not been able to replicate what was fire on the first album. Nuance is now all things music and sometimes a little bit of sports here on your radio dial, 1029 ESPN Missoula, on your television set, SWX Montana Television, or on your mobile device, ESPN Montana app. Thanks for hanging out with us here on your Thursday. Thanks to Chris Redpath. Great friend of the show, our uh, Big Sky Conference women's basketball analyst for swinging by the studio uh, for not only some insight on women's hoops, of course, but also for giving us a little insight on Hellgate football as well, as we heard from Ryan Nelson there uh, to take you right up to about 530. Let's talk some NFL. I've been going through the top 100. It's a great place to, uh, you know, just stimulate conversations and uh, just a good mental cue as it were. So we've gone through the first 20, you know, 100 through 80, just analyzing it and, and rapping about it. And so let's do a few more. Number 79 on this, uh, for those that are unfamiliar with this, every year the NFL puts out their top 100 players in the league. It's voted on by the players. It's not a, you know, perfect science, so to speak. Everybody gets a ballot. They can vote for whomever. And uh, I think that they, they poll... I'm actually not sure how many people they pull. I think they maybe pull a couple hundred guys in the NFL. So uh, a small percentage of the NFL. Obviously, top of mind, guys are going to obviously land on their quarterbacks, sometimes get a little bit overrated. Offensive linemen, always. I mean, what else is new? They get underrated. But number 79 on the list is an offensive lineman. And I was actually uh, interested to know how this kid was going to do because Rayshon Slater, he was a top 15 draft pick at a um, Northwestern to the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, I, I was actually unaware how he had done so far in his young career. I would say he's doing just fine, appearing on the uh, top 100 list at uh, number 79. So um, as good as Justin Herbert is, and I'm sure Justin Herbert's coming up on this list, uh, a ways up the list. It's always great to have Somebody protect your franchise quarterback. Seems like Rayshon Slater is exactly that for the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Number 78, Trey Hendrickson, a defensive end for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. This was actually one of the sneaky uh, best free agent signings uh, a couple years ago. Hendrickson previously played for the uh, New Orleans Saints. And uh, he was really good in New Orleans. He had a career year in 2020, which then got him that big free agent deal in Cincinnati. 13 and a half sacks for the Saints in 2020. And then last year, which this is actually very rare that this happens, when a defensive player blows up with a career year and then 
signs a huge deal. Oftentimes their production slips quite a bit. Not so for Trey Hendrickson. He had 14 sacks last year. So uh, 27 and a half sacks in a two-year run in the NFL is is really, really good. Hendrickson also had three and a half sacks during the playoffs last year as the Bengals, the unlikely uh, AFC champions. Number 78 on the uh, NFL Top 100, a guy who was underrated because he toiled in Detroit for a really long time and now is getting his just due even though he's on the, the uh, back end of his career. It's Darius Slay. He's a cornerback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he, he is phenomenal. He always has been phenomenal. He just oftentimes was one of the only phenomenal guys on what was otherwise struggling Detroit defenses. Now he's on a pretty good Eagles defense. Uh, Andrew, you're an Eagles guy. you got to be a big Darius Slay fan, right? Yeah, I love the Darius Slay story because it really is, he has really emerged out of the shadows once he got to Philly and out of Detroit, and he's fixed an issue. I mean, he's probably the best cornerback that the Eagles have had since Asante Samuel left. That's probably right. Uh, and he might even be the best one since, like, the Lido Shepard days. Or Troy Vincent. That's probably even farther back, right? Yeah. That's that's exactly right. So he's been a great player at what's been a position of need for the Eagles. I can't really even analyze Darius Slay all that well because he's one of my favorite players in the league. I think it's great because uh, I don't know what, what it is about Philly, but for whatever reason, when DBs ball in Philly, they get so much of their just due. I mean, Brian Dawkins was one of the biggest stars in the NFL when he was – I mean, he's obviously a Hall, a hall of Famer and – you know his his toughness and you know the way he operated was such a a so so on brand for the Eagles. But it just seems like when when guys ball for the Eagles on the back end, it's uh, it, it they they get their just due and then some. Uh, NFL top one hundred here on Nuanas now. Brian Burns, a defensive end for the Carolina Panthers. Here's one thing I love. I always profess to to know a good deal about the NFL. At least I hope so. And uh, also though, I'm always professing to really support the guys that play in the trenches. I got to tell you, just to be completely honest with you, I did not know who Brian Burns really was other than now I I Google him. And I do remember when he came out of uh, Florida state, he was, uh, you know, a a top 20 draft pick, number 16 overall pick in the 2019 draft out of Florida state, a great physical specimen. I mean, Six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds of four five three forty at the combine, thirty six inch vertical, ten nine broad jump. I mean, that's about as good as it can be. You can't really be more perfect as a defensive end in the NFL than if you're six five two fifty and you you run a four five. So, uh, pretty impressive. And he's been good uh, even with all the attention he's received since getting to Carolina. Twenty five and a half sacks his first three seasons in the NFL, nine each of the last two years. So. I, I, when I looked at the list, I saw Brian Burns. I thought, I don't know who that is. I Google him. I realize he's from Florida State, but that's about all I got for you. So we're learning together. How about that? Number 75 on the uh, NFL's top 100 list. I did a double take. Antoine Winfield, but it's Antoine Winfield Jr. Antoine Winfield is uh, not only one of my favorite players that ever played for the Minnesota Vikings, but I also met Antoine Winfield for one second in time when I uh, was at a a club I certainly did not belong in at a part of the club that I certainly was not invited to uh, with a uh, a former guy, a former Grizzly who uh, who played in the NFL. You can connect the dots. We're not going to spoil the whole story. You know, private lives are private lives. But once upon a time, I ended up in the same 
booth at a club with Antoine Winfield for one second in time. We realized we're from Montana. We're not really supposed to be here. We don't really enjoy being here anyways. Let's go find some sort of dive bar. And we exited and went and had a great night in uh, downtown Minneapolis. But Antoine Winfield Jr. says coming out of Ohio State has uh, rapidly ascended to become one of the best safeties in the NFL for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, just a phenomenal player. Number 74, Demario Davis. I actually think that this is – I don't even know what the other inside linebackers on the list look like, but I'll tell you this. Demario Davis is a phenomenal football player, inside linebacker for the uh, – New Orleans Saints. It's funny. I, I said this yesterday, I think. But the Saints, you think Saints, you think Drew Brees, now retired. You think Sean Payton. You think offensive squad, Alvin Kamara, you know, um, all of the great offensive players that they've had, Michael Thomas. But they've quietly built up a really, really legit defensive unit as well. And, and Demario Davis is certainly... One of the anchors for that. He was a first-team All-Pro in uh, 2019, a second-team All-Pro each of the last two years, and uh, he's had a really, really good career already. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say already. He's been in the league for about 10 years, but uh, he was another one of those guys that was sort of um, floating in, uh, anonymously in, in New York with the Jets, and then he gets to New Orleans, and he's now become a you know breakout star and a guy that gets talked about when the Saints are on Sunday Night Football and, and things like that. Number 73, how about this guy? How about the, the resurgence of a career? Cordero Patterson, who was once upon a time known for his kick return abilities, and that's about it, when he was playing for the Minnesota Vikings. I used to love playing with him on Madden when you could just return kicks with him. He was there in Minnesota. Uh, for, I think, three or four seasons. One of the only junior college guys in the National Football League, by the way. But a, a guy that was, um, you know, kind of just a an okay wide receiver, a really good kick returner. He had six kick returns for touchdowns during his time with the Vikings. Then he got on with the Raiders, and they wanted him to be a full-time player at, at receiver, and he just... Couldn't really do it. I mean, 31 catches for 309 yards his one year in Oakland. That was back when the Raiders were in Oakland for those younger listeners that don't remember when the Raiders used to move up and down the California, <laughs> the the middle and southern California. Instead, now they're in Las Vegas. Patterson was on the Patriots for a year. People thought maybe that would help him as one of Tom Brady's primary weapons. Not so much again. But here he is now, and he's playing running back, not receiver, in Atlanta. And all of a sudden, he's on the top 100 list. He had almost 1,200 yards from scrimmage a year ago, 11 total touchdowns, and he's still a pretty darn good kick returner. So uh, Cordero Pass has definitely carved out an interesting legacy in the NFL. He's got eight kick return touchdowns, and he averages almost 30 yards per kick return during his nine-year NFL career. So, I mean, that's elite. That's great numbers. And how about that, just rebranding himself and, uh, you know, in your ninth season in the NFL, just moving over to uh, running back from receiver. Uh, definitely a credit to him. Noah's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Uh, we'll get this to number 70 here, so we'll get through these next couple a little bit more quickly. Number uh, 72 is Quandre Diggs. Quandre Diggs is uh, a defensive back for the Seattle Seahawks. I can't say he's a friend of this show, but he's been on this show twice. Uh, We have been, in past years, the official affiliates of the Seahawks. 
And uh, Quandre has come on this show. But last year, uh, actually, I guess the last two years, he's really broken out. He's another guy that was kind of in Detroit, having a hard time. And he's been a Pro Bowler each of the last two seasons and an All-Pro each of the last two seasons. So um, a guy that is now in the, in the midst of his prime and playing good football there for the Seattle Seahawks. Number 71, one of my favorite players not only now but ever in the National Football League. I'd like to think if, if I could gain superpowers and gain three inches and, and 55 more pounds that I would want to be Jason Kelsey. I think that the, the costume he wore to the uh, – Super Bowl parade when the Eagles won it, and then the speech he gave. It's truly one of my favorite moments in the history of the NFL. I watched the speech so much. We thought it was so good and so funny around here when Ryan Tutel was still my co-host that we played it on this show, I don't know, three times, four times. We even had Tim Houck on the show one time and played it for him. Not that Tim cares. He was there. Former Montana Grizzles, a secondary coach for the Eagles when they won that Super Bowl but dressed up in the Mummer outfit and calling out every hater he ever had. I just thought it was so good. It was so good for the people of Philadelphia. It was so fun to listen to. And, uh, you know, if I could grow up to be an NFL center someday, I think it's Jason Kelsey. I don't know where we're at with him in terms of still being in his prime, but if you're not in your prime anymore and you're still one of the top 70 players in the National Football League, I think you're probably – uh, at the very least, in the conversation for the Hall of Fame. We'll see if Jason Kelsey can get there, but definitely a guy that uh, I idolize a lot, man. I love Jason Kelsey. I wish I could get, you know, if I could be an NFL guy, I'd grow a beard just like that, and, you know, I'd like to at least tell myself I'd uh, I'd give speeches just like that as well. Number 70, last one we'll do today here uh, on ESPN Radio, Tron Matthew, the Honey Badger, one of the great uh, nicknames ever in college football. A guy that was a very maligned character during his time at LSU. A guy that came in the NFL and it looked like, man, is this guy just going to to be a train wreck? I mean, is he going to be able to keep it between the ditches? He has. And now he's got another new squad where he can make an impact. He's such a diverse talent. Uh, he was so good uh, in his career and particularly really good for the, the Kansas City Chiefs. And now here he is with the New Orleans Saints adding to their um, – Great defensive unit, and uh, he comes in at number 70 on the NFL Top 100 list. We're going to keep doing this because I just think it's so fun. They've announced all the way up through 51, so we are still about 20 guys behind. So we'll get to some more later on uh, this month. What's going on the rest of the week? We'll get you set up for your Friday and take you home here on your Thursday. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio Missoula. I still don't like guys that have to get carried out of the Kentucky Derby because they don't want to get their shoes dirty. But who am I to talk? I hate when my shoes get dirty. Ha! <laughs> well, is now ESPN Radio. A little Jack Harlow for you here on your Thursday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here uh, throughout this show. And uh, always appreciate all of you for being here. Also appreciate... Chris Redpath, our women's basketball analyst for the Big Sky Conference, for co-hosting around the Big Sky and women's hoops, our Where Are They Now Summer Series. Today we had three different guests. Brooke Hamas, Blythe Hamas-Hintz, and Jasmine Hamas-Moyakiola, all three of those young ladies, 
related. Brooke and Blythe are sisters. They are the aunt of Jasmine. They all three played at Montana State, of course, about a generation apart. So fun to catch up with some Bobcat greats. Also, we heard from Ryan Nelson, the head coach of the Missoula Hellgate football team. And we've been talking some NFL Top 100 as well. You can find everything from today's show on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is presented by the M Store, the Montana State Bookstore, and the Advocates. Tomorrow, a little bit of a moving target. What's going on? I actually missed two calls from our main man, Rajim Seabrook, today, uh, who is a co-host of this show with me from time to time and uh, consistently one of our main Friday contributors uh, he missed two calls from me, too, so it's not like I'm dodging my boy in case he's listening. <laughs> but uh, playing a little phone tag with Raj. Don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm assuming he's probably not going to be able to make it to the show tomorrow because Sentinel's rolling through fall camp. Saw him out there uh, on the practice field, but we'll see. I'll, I'll touch base with Rajim, see what's going on. But either way, we're going to talk some of the best games coming up on the Big Sky Conference schedule this upcoming fall, non-conference and conference games. We'll also identify one or two games each week that we're going to have our eyes on. Of course, we're always going to have our eyes on the Grizzlies, the Bobcats, the rest of the big sky. But what are some of the primetime primary games to watch? Myself, Andrew Houghton, we will discuss and debate. Also going to hear from Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana Television, as well as Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television. That's assuming I see Rainey out there at Grizz practice tomorrow. Maybe Riley Corcoran. I don't know. It's kind of a moving target. Which one of my buddies am I hanging out with? Uh... That's who we'll hear from, but we'll have some insight from fall camp nonetheless. Also, Andrew, our producer, he caught up with Hayden Opitz, who's the latest Grizz commit uh, for the football. I guess the the second most recent Grizz commit, actually, because Cameron Guernsey of Butte High just committed today. So we'll catch up with Hayden. We're also going to talk some uh, local and statewide running, both at the high school and college levels. What are some of the prospects going on for the Upcoming cross-country season, we'll give you some top returners for the Grizz, the Cats, and uh, in the high school level as well. And we'll also continue talking some uh, high school football from the AA and other levels as well. Give you some of the top storylines from around uh, the Treasure State on the uh, prep football realm. I want to just keep doing some NFL Top 100, but we don't really have time to have a full discussion and hash it all out uh, but I, I was down there at Grizz practice today, and I'm telling you, I'm still having a hard time analyzing this team. And I think that that's not a slight to them whatsoever. It's actually a compliment and a tip of the hat to their consistency. Yeah, you know, it doesn't. You know, sometimes I get down there at two before they get started. Sometimes I get down there at two thirty, like I did today. Sometimes you roll up just for a few minutes. What they do looks so so much the same all the time. There, you never really see a new drill or a new stuff going on. And again, that's a testament to the the power of consistent training. That's what Bobby Houck always references. He always says, "If the guys put in the work in the system that we got, they will become good, and we will be good." Period. It's tried and true formula. I mean, look at Bobby Houck's record: winning about eighty five percent of his games. Hard to argue with the guy. So. Um, people keep asking me how do they do and how they look. One storyline I was thinking about that maybe isn't going to get enough play is I, I don't think there's a quarterback battle at Montana. I think that Lucas Johnson's going to be the guy. But I do think there's a quarterback battle for the second spot. 
And I think right now, the front runner for the second spot is not who you're going to think it is. It's not Daniel Britt, who was a big recruit out of Las Vegas, who's now going to be in his second year in the program. It's not A.J. Abbott, the transfer from Oregon. I think it's Chris Brown. And you know, people might be saying, oh, man, when Cam Humphrey went down last year, Chris Brown, he had a hard time. He, he was frustrating to watch. You know, He didn't process things that quickly. You know, what happens if Lucas Johnson goes down? Well, I think that twofold. One, I think that Chris Brown was average when he was in the games during the time Cam Humphrey was out last year. Then Cam Humphrey came back, gave the Grizz a great jolt, and then he went down in the quarterfinal game against James Madison out there in Harrisonburg, Virginia. He, I mean, let's be frank, he, he quite honestly had a meltdown, and he, he, did, he couldn't handle it, and they had to go with Robbie Patterson in the second half. I thought that would be the last time we saw Chris Brown in a, a Grizz jersey. And I think that they challenged him throughout the offseason from a toughness perspective. And you want to know what? I think he accepted the challenge. And here's the thing about Chris Brown. He's still only a sophomore. He has a lot of physical tools. We were talking how good his physical tools were last year that we thought he was going to actually be a real contender against Cam Humphrey for the starting job. That was not the case. He ended up inheriting the starting job anyways, though. Chris Brown looked great in the spring last year. He did not look that great in this spring. But we'll see. If the kid sticks it out and makes it work, that's a great story. A Bozeman kid playing for the Grizzlies. We'll talk more fall camp tomorrow. We'll also talk high school football and some cross country. We'll see you then at 4 p.m. Thanks for listening. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.